to another edition of Player One here on Sin. Do you miss this voice? I bet you do. My name is Connor. I'm joined alongside my great pals, Dem, Max, James, Bianca. We've got a, a good chunk of the crew here ready to bring you another three hours of fantastic fun. And listen, I get it. We're going to have a fun show tonight. But you know what? If you want more fun, if you want some more Want some extra fun from Player One on the side? Uh, go check us out in the podcast realm, the Google Podcasts, the Apple Podcasts, the Spotify, the Omnis. And if listen, I, I need to tell you this because it's very important. If they do not have Player One on their platform, guess what? They're not up to they're not not up to standard. And you know what? Same with the social medias, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the TikToks. And you know what? If they don't have us. Well, guess what? They're not on our level. Uh, we have a ton of content coming up uh you know what fun little fun fact we're at comic-con over the weekend a lot of good times to be had there um and as well we've got uh, the battle of the brands a nice little debate amongst us all and myself and player one uh player one member tom we sit down we open up a book and talk about doom in our doomed book club series um but let's scale it back a bit because this world has been tough on everyone this year. We, everyone who's going through their own struggles in every way, shape, or form, please don't hesitate to ask for help. Um, I highly recommend going to Beyond Blue at 1-300-224-636. Um, Kids Helpline, 1-800-55-1800. And finally, QLife Helpline at 1-800-184-527. Please, if you are struggling in any way, shape, or form, um, reach out to them and they will help you um, as much as possible throughout a very difficult time. And we are rolling straight into our rapid fire news this week. Bianca, take it away. Oh, we have some fun news tonight. We'll get to it as we go, though, of course. First up, we have post Xbox Showcase. We now have 50 games coming to Xbox and PC in 2022 and 2023. That's a lot of games, folks. A pretty exciting yet also don't get excited because it's never going to happen. Let's be real. A Banjo-Kazooie revival was hinted prior to the Xbox Showcase, and a lot of fans were let down when it was not announced. Uh, get used to it. Don't, don't expect it. It's just not going to happen. Um... Of course, there is some whole bunch of stuff that released at that Xbox showcase. I'm just going to name some things. We'll talk about it in more detail later on. So there is some uh, Starfield. There's some Hideo Kojima, uh, Minecraft Legends, Hollow Knight Silk Song has come back. Um, just to get a little excited there. Uh, Forza Motorsport, Forza 5, um, Master Chief, Rick and Morty stuff, Arc 2, Overwatch, Scorn, Diablo 4, Sea of Thieves. Uh, Persona series is on Xbox. That's pretty cool. And so, so much more. There's a bunch of stuff we'll get into, obviously, later tonight. Uh, but, of course, open areas uh, for players to wander and explore were suggested to be included in Street Fighter VI's World Tour mode. That's pretty exciting. Open world fighting game. Uh, a hint of massive, of a massive, massive Nintendo Direct being on the horizon, a wafting through every window. I believe the date I'm hearing at the moment or seeing myself is the 29th of June, which will probably end up being the 30th of June. So get very, very excited for that. There's some pretty cool stuff. The Summer Games Fest just happened. Now, with that, we have a Last of Us remake, uh, some modern uh, modern warfare stuff. We have uh, Gotham Knights, Warhammer 40K. Uh, we have Aliens. Um, we have Goat Sim 3, Midnight Suns, Cuphead, and some more Xenoblade stuff. So that's some stuff to get excited for. PlayStation Plus Premium and Extra Tears are now live in the US, marketing to uh, marketing the end of the PS Now. Uh, po Pokemon leaks have come out, huge ones, uh, about the final evolutions and starters are now on the webs. If you uh, don't want these spoilers, go to Twitter. You can ban particular words from appearing on your um, feed. So definitely do that if you don't want to see it. Uh, Sonic Frontiers gameplay. Oh, it exists. That's pretty exciting. Oh, no, it's not. But you know what is exciting? 
James, our new releases, we've got a whole bunch right now, don't we? Yeah, I'm just looking at this list. There's a whole lot. So I'll just dive straight into them. On June 20th, we have Summoner's Fate, which is releasing on PC. June 21st has a bunch of them. We got Anvil Saga releasing on PC the day before, also on PC. The Elder Scrolls Online High Isle releasing on PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One. Fall Guys coming free to play on PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Switch. Planet Zoo Conservative Pack on PC. And Shadowrun Trilogy on PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And Wreckfest, which is releasing on Switch. All of those titles on June 21st. It's massive day. On June 22nd, we have Feigl Hack and Splash Rescue DX. That's a mouthful. <laughs> releasing on PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and X Xbox One, and Switch. On June 23rd, we have three releases. Deliver Us to the Moon on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um, Naraka Blade Point on Xbox Series X and Xbox One. Um, Sonic Origins releasing on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And now finally on June 24th, we have AI, The Summoning Files, Nirvana Initiative, um, releasing on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. The Capcom Fighting Collection on P PS4, PC, Xbox One, and Switch. Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which is releasing on Switch, as well as Madison releasing on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, and the PS4. Exciting news, talking about the new Pokemon leaks. Yeah, so I should mention before anything, just a, a spoiler warning, because we might be talking about some things that might be true. Obviously, take everything we say with a grain of salt, because these are leaks, uh, and leaks can always be fake. Now, the big ones, if you're still here, you, I'm hoping that you, that means you're into spoilers here. Indeed, um, people, take your headphones off, lower your volumes, uh, jump out of your car safely. Possibly stop the car first. Let's be safe about this thing, guys. That's the way. Um, otherwise, if you're still here, now what the spoilers we have are we have the types for the starters and we have information about specifically the evolution for Sprigatito. Now, the, uh, the evolutions for these, we know we have a grass dark type in Sprigatito. Now, with that, that's interesting. It's no, it's just incineral but grass and green uh, we also have a ghost fire type with the fire type which would be a ghost pepper most people are thinking which is a cool thing and as well the one i'm probably going to choose we have for the duck uh water fighting which i've heard people refer to as a jojo duck now because that's what it's going to end up looking like and i'm totally all for that the thing that people are unhappy about though is in this leak one piece of information came out that annoyed a lot of people. We know very vaguely that the grass starter type Sprigatito is going to stand up. And according to these leaks, is going to look like a quote-unquote waifu Pokemon, which is exactly what everyone wanted it not to do. Uh, because the internet is a horrible, horrible, scary place for anything that isn't on four legs. James, Max, do we have any immediate thoughts about, like, do we think these are cool ideas? You know, Ghost Pepper, possibly some sort of sword fighter cat and a Jojo duck. The Ghost Pepper one immediately s sticks out to me as like one of the most interesting concepts. I don't know if it's been done in Pokemon. I don't know all like 900 Pokemon that's already been in it. I'm like in the world of Pokemon. But that one like says like, oh, Ghost and Fire, that, that, that sounds like you could do some cool things. Jojo reference one duck thing. I'm going to say, oh, that's going to be like the memeified Pokemon of this generation. I should, I should make it more clear. When I say Jojo duck, I more mean it's like it's going to be a big buff sailor duck, which I still think even is really still, cool. like, Even I, still. I still think it's really cool. And of course, I, I have to ask, given that we're going to have another furry bait looking Pokemon out of what people wanted to be, you know, stay on all fours, just become a cool cat. Um, how do you feel? I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. Like that, that's the best word I can put it as interesting. Yes. The internet is a very interesting place as well. They'll do 
odd stuff with these things, <laughs> to say the least. That's for sure. Um, but, of course, I do want to ask the question in this. Obviously, Pokemon has had trouble with leaks for a very, very, very long time, even to the point where um, Sword and Shield's leaks uh, the person who leaked them uh, got, I believe, jail time for actually leaking the information behind that. Um, That's intense. How does this keep happening? Genuinely, how do we think after, what, 30 years on the market, uh, almost 30 years even, Pokemon is still having things leaked so aggressively and so hard continually before a game releases? Like, how does this happen? It doesn't. I don't see other franchises having this. See, it's interesting, uh, Sahai Dem here, after repeatedly muting and unmuting the audio in this segment, because I didn't want spoilers. Um, I think it's an interesting one, because it's such a big, big name brand that I feel like the leaks will just pop up because it is such a big, big brand. You know, people want this information, so it goes for a higher price. If people want to sell the information, it goes for a high price, and it's almost worth the jail time in some ways. I feel like it's not because it's just information in the end, but we are in the age of information, friends. And it's a scary old age. We are in a bit of an age of, um, as you said, information. You could argue it's a bit of an information takeover. But, of course, we have a bit of a bit of a crisis going on within our content and the content we're making all of a sudden because our entire team is kind of addicted to uh, this little app, this little uh, website called Dali Mini. And what it is, well, Dem, could you give us a quick explanation as to what what, you, what would you call Dal E Mini, especially as you're the artist and it creates a lot of art? Indeed, an absolute art program, you might say. In fact, I can see a lot of people using this for good and for evil, as we've already seen. It is not, in fact, something that was made by Kyoshi to fight off crime in Ba Sing Se. Dali is, in fact, a, a prompted AI program online. It's called Dal E Mini or D A L L stash e mini um, and you can type in a prompt say bubsy 3d having tea with the queen and it'll attempt to spit out nine iterations of what it can sort of create from that prompt if that makes sense usually people are putting in characters and then it's spitting out like these things in art styles so we've got on our on our instagram for example we have courtroom sketches of sonic the hedgehog committing crimes other examples include kermit the frog in the bath uh, beautiful, beautiful renditions of uh, Dr. Eggman in the art style of Yoji Shin Shinkawa, as well as Jeremy Clarkson in the same art style, and, er and Jeremy Clarkson as an anime character. There is so much you can do with this one, and I just wanted to let everyone know about it because, my goodness, it is fun to see what people are doing. Of course, it's limited. Uh, most of the characters that it's generating usually have like messed up faces or kind of wonky arms and such but it's interesting to see concept become reality i think it's worth mentioning as well this the mini part of this is worth keeping an eye on because there is a full-on dali um, system i'm pretty sure it is a paid system to use i could be uh, wrong about that but i've seen a little bit of what that can do and Oh, it's a little uncanny valley how accurate the full version of this is. Um, the one I saw where somebody was showing off the full version was Homer Simpson in the Blair Witch Project. And, oh, it was it was very creepy. Um, it was scarier than the entirety of the Blair Witch Project movie. Um, so that's saying something. And I think as well, just some of the stuff that we're able to come up with, like Dem said it before, all the characters that you can think of, they do come out a little bit wonky, a little bit messed up, but like, whatever you can think of you can do um, like i'll just read out a couple of the ones that i've got sitting in front of me that i did um and like some of them are just the the fact that it can pull up an image that looks not exactly real real once you keep looking at it but on a glance you look at it and go oh it's definitely that like i have got in front of me uh ronald mcdonald performing surgery i've got uh, pikachu in prison uh sonic the hedgehog in breaking bad um, we also have, as, as Dem said, Kermit the Frog in, in the bath, Kermit the Frog in Elden Ring, um, Godzilla playing piano. Um, we also have, uh, let's see, Jeremy Clarkson, as, as Dem said, in the style, uh, style of uh, Yoji Shinkawa, uh, which is, uh, for those who don't know, the guy who did the art behind um, the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Um, and I think that's probably where this shines the most, is putting art, uh, you know, a character in a particular art style and seeing how that comes out. Uh, the one I've got immediately after this is just one I think came out really well was uh, Kiryu from the Yakuza series in that same art style. And it works oh. fantastically. Um, and like, I want to see more of this. I've seen things like 
Pikachu in bloody cave uh, cave art before under this, and it's it's really cool because, as I said, on a glance, it looks good. I think it's oh, fantastic, oh. in fact, that AI kind of art style that's really cropped up in the last while, especially since there's been lots of filters that try and dial in on this. But sorry, Connor, what were you going to say? I was going to say, well, judging by from the ones that I have seen from uh, from all from you lovely people, um, it's interesting, a, a work in progress, but I, I do appreciate um, Sonic and Court that it's a draw. It's like a court drawing. <laughs> and there's someone actually sitting on the on the podium and Sonic. I don't it's know uncanny, Sonic's like isn't it? It's, it's wild. But I also do appreciate the, the the Bubsy ones that I have received as well. Not just Bubsy having tea with the Queen, though. Bubsy is not. It looks like Bubsy's not actually having tea with anyone but himself. Um, but Bubsy in Doom Eternal, and it's just Bubsy um, holding the super shotgun or um, Doom guy with Bubsy. And I'm like, what? I did not know what this is. I don't think I will ever use it. But Bianca, please send me Kiru. That 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 does sound really good, though. It's a fantastic little program, most certainly, guys. So I would 100% recommend checking it out. It's Doll E Mini online. Type in a prompt. It may not work the first time, but it will work eventually. And share it with your friends because you'll find some absolutely fantastic things to share. And my goodness, friends, speaking of Sonic, there's been some uh, some new footage from a new Sonic game coming out, and we have some angry, angry humans here to talk more on that. I don't think I'm angry. I think I'm disappointed, honestly. <laughs> is that worse, though? That feels like it's worse. That, that does sound worse. It is, because I think a lot of us saw, at least Sonic fans, we saw the Frontiers, um, I guess, teasers and trailers and everything, and then, bam, we saw uh, actual gameplay, and I don't want to see the game. I want them to go back. I want to undo the scene of the <laughs> gameplay because everything, everything has been bad about this. Um, but behind the marketing itself, which this this should be documented on how to never market anything ever um, because they showed off unfinished fi- uh, footage before they showed off finished footage. Um, they showed off the wrong things every time we get any sort of like teaser for anything with sonic now it's here's not even 30 seconds here's 30 milliseconds of here's knuckles did you see him good that's it um i i, I dare you to search up the little trailer they had for the story for this game and it is literally knuckles stands still for a second and then that's the end of the trailer um, and this trailer goes for a second. But I think the places where this really stands out as being bad is we've seen um, screenshots of things like the HUD. The HUD doesn't look good. The HUD doesn't look good at all. It doesn't look like a Sonic game. It looks like a JRPG tried to be um, a mobile game. And it just, mm, um, just You said mo- you weren't angry. <laughs> yeah, you, you said, you, it feels like as we progress, like as we go further, you're progressively getting angrier and angrier. You're it's learning like- your true hatred. Yeah. Yeah. Let it just, fuel you. Just you wait. It's 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 tough love. It's tough love. As as well, just to just to jump off of that one, there's no momentum physics in the game. You'd think in a world where you know, imagine Breath of the Wild, you're Sonic the Hedgehog. What sounds more fun than going down a hill, gaining speed, and then being able to like go into a ball and you know, zoom up into the air immediately after? That sounds incredible. I said this about the world before. It looks like Breath of the Wild or the uh, the Windows xp uh background but with a bunch of you know just like rails in the air and some sonic stuff everywhere it doesn't look good um when you know. i oh I, sorry to cut you off but when i saw the gameplay well i'll say gameplay footage but i'll use it loosely still i'm cautiously optimistic because here's the thing i've never been much of a sonic fan but i want sonic to do well in this current generation but um going on to it when I saw the overworld, the open world, it looks like the front cover of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, <laughs> but as well, like, it, it does look quite generic. And I do admit, I do wish there was... I, I would rather a more cartoony world because I think Sonic works best in a cartoony setting. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I really want to play devil's advocate with everyone and just be like, you know what? Until I until it comes out, 
I don't want to believe it's going to be as awful as everyone thinks it is. I hope it does like exceed people's expectations. I so want this, to be positive. But this is the thing from the gameplay that I saw. I saw about there was about a 15 minute gameplay video that somebody put out from uh, Summer Games Fest. The music is yeah, yeah, I think it was the IGN one actually. Um it was a it was just very generic piano-y background music, little squiggles in the sky like we saw in screenshots. And as you said, there was no momentum behind there was no weight behind Sonic's movement. It was very he was very sticky in the form of how his character um, attached to walls and stuff like that. The running is, it, it's like Sonic can go from zero to 100 really fast, but it's like uncanny. It's like, oh, that just happened. It's interesting. I feel like there's some some kinks to to massage out in this one, potentially. Oh. Oh. Well, is there, I don't you, recall, is there remember. a release date? Yes, it is, I believe, later this year sometime. Now, oh, there's, oh, still this, there's still time. There's still time. Uh, I, 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 I want to point out something though. With, from sec, with, like I'm sure you all remember the first trailer for the Sonic movie and how drastically Sonic changed <laughs> from real, okay. the initial trailer I'm, I'm, I'm to what we off. got. So Sega might change based on this feedback. I'm going to cut you off feedback. because Sega has outright, and I cannot believe any company would outright do this. They have Ooh. outright stated that regardless of any negative feedback, they will not be changing the game at all or delaying Ooh. the game. Interesting. They said that. Very which is interesting. Baffling in marketing. Um, well, they they did say that if people are complaining, they don't get it. That's basically the the sentiment. Well, I, I have something mm. I don't get. Why are the animations unfinished in everything we've ever seen? Why have we have every attack, any animation attached to that Sonic freezes in the second half? For the rails, he jumps and actually turns his models backwards and then forwards and then does a flip in the wrong direction. This was, um, and this also has been found to be an animation from Sonic Colors, not the ultimate version, Sonic Colors from the Wii, which was over 10 years ago. This is ridiculous to the, how? How do we get this this wrong? Yeah, and you know, you've got to remember though they've only had four years to work on this so <laughs> well you know four years that we know of you know what the baffling side of this is this looks eerily like sonic forces and sonic mania's release whereas mm. we've got origins coming out around about the same time not long before it and origins is looking to be very very good the only thing people are worried about obviously is the lack of michael jackson music that will be in the game which people will be able to deal with yeah. <laughs> you hope you hope mj's not making an appearance revolt you, you you say that but some of the best music in sonic comes from michael jackson which is a weird thing to say um mm. but that game looks to be very 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 good and it's going to release alongside a mediocre if not bad 3d game like mania did with forces and it's going to be almost just another look at sonic and being kind of that mindset of just just do what works stop do 2d please well in the give end guys to the fans give christian whitehead the games <laughs> give, it, give, the... Him, give him the franchise now we're gonna have the xbox showcase um recent somewhat recently happened and let, let's just have a quick little bit of discussion about that there was like over around 50 titles um, announced, all slated to release, well, so far scheduled to release, assuming there's no delays and stuff like that, over the, the next year. They did announce that right at the start. And majority of these announcements um, are coming to Game Pass or is free to play, which is extremely exciting if you're a sub member and subscriber of Game Pass. Like, I'm so excited what's to come in the future of Game Pass and the future of Xbox with this massive hour and a half showcase we did have. What did you what do you think of the showcase, Connor? Um, well, it truly justifies getting Game Pass. If you have an Xbox and don't have Game Pass, you're really missing out. Um, I know Bianca's gonna be pretty hype about this, but um, the release of Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4, and Persona 5 coming to Xbox Game Pass. Um, the one announcement that I, I completely forgot this game was existing, but I'm really glad that I remembered it was Scorn. Um, sort of like a HR Giga-inspired horror first-person first person shooter, puzzler. Um, it's, it's exciting, but as well, it really... As a, the whole presentation itself rev has really revitalized the interest in games that are coming to Xbox. 
but also revitalize the, I think this will heavily revitalize the interest in Game Pass because I do admit that I think the luster of Game Pass has slowly been waning over the past, I'm going to say four to six months. So seeing what's on the horizon, which they did note that at least one of these games is going to be coming every single month to Game Pass. So we're going to get a very strong uh, feed of games coming through very consistently from this presentation. Yeah, and we're definitely seeing how um, from Xbox acquiring all those game studios, like (laughs) we've heard lots and lots of news about Xbox acquiring all these studios. We're really seeing the fruits of their labor now. Having, yeah, having a game or at least like there's 50 games coming out or DLC coming out over the next um, 12 months. Like there's going to be that that 12 months is more than you're going to have more than one game per month. So you're definitely going to get at least so much content if you're an Xbox fan over the next year. Um, there, were, there were two games in that um, I found kind of had some memes some very interesting things behind it. Um, the game Ara almost looked to me like the meme of if, if X happened, the world would be in Utopia. So like, you know, those images where you see that futuristic thing, if this happened, that kind of looked like that was the game. And then there was also this game. Oh, let me, what was the name? Grounded, which yes. is like, honey, I shrunk the kids video game. Yeah. Very good. I, it's very I, good. I remember when it first when it first hit early access, that was the, the exact term I coined, honey, I shrunk the kids uh, simulator. <laughs> but it's fully, re- it's going to be fully released in September, I believe, because it has been in like yeah, an September early access. September 22nd. Yeah, like an early access build, but now we get the full presentation. But good on this Obsidian. They've really worked hard on that game. Yeah, it's, it's definitely looking like a really interesting game. And I've, I've had people say that some interesting theories about what they think some of the characters will do um obviously we'll have to see what the story turns out to be and how the game goes to properly find out about that do you guys have anything else to say about grounded grounded i i just genuinely think it's one of those games that's um everything i've seen about and even the little bit i had to play of it it's um it has a lot of potential and hopefully with a full release they'll be taking a lot of notes from um, everything they've had already, and it'll may be making what could be um, a game of the year contender. I honestly think it's got everything it needs to be up there in that conversation, but obviously time will tell. Mm, I think it has a lot of. I'm going to use my Subnautica brain, but it has a lot of Subnautica vibes, where it's so it's such a unique premise where we never had a survival game underwater, but we've never had a survival game that's out in the backyard, so. I think that this is going to garner a very similar reaction and interest from the Xbox fan base. Definitely. And just some final things with this showcase. Obviously, you know, Kojima is now working with Xbox and obviously you can't mention the showcase without Starfield. Um, Starfield, you can be first or third person. Creatures, not necessarily aggressive. There's XP predations, gravity. There is zero gravity battles. Skill system, you can build your own power outpost and you can build your own spaceship with thousand plus planets releasing next year there's a bunch more information about that but i think we do need to move on uh we've talked about this for a fair bit and uh, it's an it's an hour-long presentation i can't compress an hour long into what five minutes i don't think that's humanly possible we we were quite busy over the weekend guys uh we were of course at comic-con australia and it was a pretty good show. I, I think that for what it was, yeah, I had a lot of fun. There were a lot of fantastic cosplays. There were uh, some pretty cool um, sellers. There were some great stalls. I know for myself, I actually ended up picking up some really cool stuff. I, am, I almost walked away. Uh, James will remember this. I almost yes. walked away with uh, something that I probably shouldn't have picked up, and I'm kind of happy I didn't in retrospect, but um, there was some great stuff to be had there. And by myself... And James and a few other people went uh, as media folks. So we'll have heaps of content coming out throughout the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out on, on that. And as well, Max, you went as a fan. Um, and before, yes. before I get any sort of opinions on um, anything, I just want to say, if you are considering a convention, Comic-Con is a good first convention. It is not as big as PAX. It genuinely isn't that size. Um, and I think for what it is, 
you are getting in at decent times. You're getting decent amounts of stuff. Um, but for people who may be a little bit more experienced in conventions, you may find it to be a little bit more lackluster. So that's it. That's just where I sit with it. So I think there's, it has its um, its pros and its cons, but hey, cons, get it. Uh, but of course, hey, well, I want to hear what you guys think. So James, Max, immediate thoughts. There were a, there, there was a lot of stalls there where you had um, you had the aisles of rows where you could p- see there was the the really good thing I like about going to these cons is seeing the art that the and the fan out people put out like I personally always like getting some fan art when I go to these cons and I did because uh, <laughs> that's the type of person I am um, yes <laughs> there's art. Like I've got art, I've got art, i got art, i got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't need to go more of that. But you really just go up and row and you just get to see, you get to see more of your, of the communities you're a part of. That's also a really good thing about going, like you see the people, you see the people behind the mask, you get to greet them, say hello. Like artists, a lot of artists love when you get to say hello. I love your art. Like compliment them, say how much you love them. And that was that was really great to experience and do. Um, Max, as a fan, obviously you might have some different perspectives from us. Like, how was that different for you? Uh, it was interesting because I, I feel that compared to sort of some other conventions, it was more focused on actual local sellers rather than just sort of panels and uh, things to do, which I thought was a different sort of, uh, I don't know, it felt, it felt different this year compared to other years yeah i don't know it's kind of hard to describe do you sort of know what i mean or like no i completely understand you i think there was (laughs) and and we had a conversation about this um with a couple people who were there and a couple people who ran it there were a couple things where you know it was just like it was a little bit lesser and that's obviously coming out of COVID and everything like that so there's things that will get better in the future and of course that kind of stuff just needs to get back into the swing of it so we'll hopefully see bigger show from comic-con in the near future but of course, we were there as media folk, so we did get some wonderful content. We're not going to tell you exactly what we got, but there's some Beep exciting boop. stuff to uh, have a bit of a look at. James hinted at one of my favourite things we did there. Um, you know, we're going to tell you exactly what this one is because it is funny. James, you, myself, and Tom, um, we actually got the opportunity to interview a bunch of Star Wars astromech droids. Yes. I got to speak to R5. Uh, Tom spoke to R2-D2, um, and you spoke to two more niche ones, but still very cool. Yeah, it, it was definitely a experience to do. Um, Scrapper was one of the ones I spoke to. Oh, I, I think I, I'm a horrible memory. I, f- I forgot the name of the other one. My memory is so Grimm. bad sometimes. Gr- yes, that was it. Um, and it, I have to say, like, doing, doing talking with them and making conversation with them is definitely a experience to say the least. Oh, it's, it's very difficult to interview a droid. Yes. Um, that's probably the biggest thing I learned um, as well. We also, it's just some other hints as to things that might be coming out. We also entered some competitions, James. We decided, you know, we're a gaming show. We're going to prove our gaming prowess. Yeah. Win some competitions. And um, well, we won, right? We totally run them. Look, we have, we know about video games. I will say that playing them is a little bit harder than winning them um other way around even uh but of course that was pretty fun we've had some wonderful cosplay people we talked to before we uh end off and move on to the next song all three of us who went have we got an immediate cosplay that we thought that's the favorite one that's the one that wins it for me for me i think that my favorite was there was a gonk droid from star wars which i thought was super creative super fun um and they were lovely people so that was really fun so uh that's my one James, do you got, have you got a favorite cosplay that you saw? Yeah, my favorite cosplayer was one um, who was cosplaying like as a bridge, had the low clearance side over their yes. whole entire face. They were the Montague Bridge. Yeah, Mont- the that was the bridge, Montague Bridge. Um, and they were cosplaying as that. And ha- it, like, it made them, like, when they were turning their heads so, like, they were trying to not to hit people. Um, that was probably one of the most unique cosplayers I've ever seen. And that's why it's my favorite. Definitely, well, definitely. How can Max. I compare to that? I, I really wish I had have seen that because that sounds like that would have been really fun, actually. Uh, my favorite one was like, it was like a Hollow Knight costume and they had a big sort of helmet 
that they made out of that. But that's just not as exciting as Montague Street Bridge. I think that <laughs> one's really. I mean, hey, keep an eye on our socials and all of our content because, as a bit of a hint, we actually spoke to all three of these cosplayers. So keep an eye out for that. I was quite surprised to hear this, given that this is probably the third time we're seeing something similar to this. Um, the Last of Us is not only getting, it's not getting just the remastered treatment for the PS5, but it's getting a full from the ground up remake, which if you've played The Last of Us, it's it's a fantastic game, but there are some quality of life things that I'm actually very excited that they're going to work on. Um, I think from what I recall playing it, because I played this back on PS, PS3 hardware. What I'm excited for in this is potentially a full 60 frames per second gameplay, like full 60 FPS in, you know, it'd be nice to have it in like 4K running at like, just running really well. Last of Us is notorious for not, running great uh, but maybe some boost in performance would be fantastic but as well i kind of hope that we get um sort of an easier i'd say easier crafting trees um easier weapon swaps just like really it's really basic stuff but something that i really noticed when sort of thinking about it again because Granted, I'm pretty sure some of us, when we played the original um, Last of Us, we sort of forgot about it. But now that we're reimagining it, all the things that we liked and didn't like have sort of come back to haunt us and think about how can this game, how can this game be made even better? Max, um, what are some of your nitpicks that you sort of hope get fixed? It's, it's hard to say because The Last of Us is already such a well-designed it's, it's, it's already game. fantastic especially all the ways that the sort of crafting and menus are all really carefully made to sort of really immerse you in the experience and that all the menus don't actually pause the game. Everything's in real time, I think is a really great design choice. See, I've never been too much of a fan of that. I've always been like, even if I would rather it slow down time, even just a little bit, but I do know what you mean. That would be one of the things mm. that I would personally change. Okay. Because, well, yeah, but I, I think it's because the whole game was designed around that, but it feels like it really, mm. really sort of fits for it. It would be weird if it completely froze everything. But um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think just the graphical overhaul is going to be the most interesting, especially for in The Last of Us in those vibrant sort of cityscapes with all the over grown you know um forest and stuff and the snowstorm should be really interesting to see so i think that's probably what i'm most looking forward to because the game is kind of already fantastic it won you know a million awards or something so i don't really know what more they could do to make it any better to be honest but i'm um, but definitely the gra like the graphics overhaul seeing what the game was from back in like 2013 and this was like a late ps3 game hmm. when it and this made pretty people good oh, it still looks great for, yeah. for what it is. And it's like, this came out just before the PS4 and people still bought PS3s just to play oh. The Last of Us. Yeah, Seeing that all reimagined in a modern, I'd say a more modernized game engine because I don't know. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's a brand new engine. I think it's still going to be feel, roughly feel much of the same. It could be similar to, we were talking about this in the break, to the rebuild of the Ocarina of Time engine, like very much with, with the 3DS games. Um, with the, I, I believe they said they rebuilt the engine for this one. So I have a feeling it'll be a similar situation where they've, because the issue became, I think, and they said this with the PS5's release, that it's a completely different operating system. And we've seen it with a lot of games when they're scaled up to the PS5 version from their PS4 counterparts, they don't transfer as well. So I feel like engine-wise, I think they will have done some absolute rehauls or overhauls, I suppose, um, to try and make it the same but but work, if you know what I mean. Hmm. No, I do agree. I do, I do agree that that's going to be the case. But hell, you know, more Last of Us. I, ha I haven't played The Last of Us 2, but I've seen enough of it to know that I am going to enjoy this. I have seen like a whole playthrough of the game on the Twitch streams. So, and from what I saw, 
it was really good and more Last of Us isn't a bad thing. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure most of us will be, even in, during those emotional moments, will still be crying tears um, at some of the scenes of that game. Because I know when I was 16 years old playing this in 2013, I cried a lot in this game. But Max, please don't make me cry again from this game. And we're talking the state of play and the Capcom showcase. It's been a Big week of information and news drops, guys, and we are just chugging along through them. And you may have missed these ones, but Connor's here to enlighten you. Uh, yeah, I've I've watched both of these in my spare time. Um, I'm going to start off with the state of play because the, the the worst kept secret was announced. Get hyped! Resident Evil 4 remake is a fact. Wow. Hell so yeah. I'm split. Oh, okay. Do tell. I'm, I'm very excited for a Resident Evil 4 remake. I should make that abundantly clear that I'm super excited for the game. But this was a strange way to announce Resident Evil 4, considering how, at least the trailer was, considering how, you know, not serious Resident Evil 4 is in its actual gameplay. It's a very spooky game and it knows it's campy as anything. And this trailer was the most serious trailer I've ever seen for no reason. I think it I think it also doesn't help that we have a much more graphically intense engine and a much more graphically intense game where they can have a very much of a focus on the atmosphere much more than Resident Evil 4 originally. Um, but I do think it's going to be campy. It will be campy. It better be campy. If they take that away, like, they've taken everything away from that game, I feel. Yeah. I want to have dumb Leon Kennedy just, like, trying to talk yeah, crap he, to Salazar. He, he needs to throw out a couple one-liners here and there. That was my oh, favourite part. But I'm still excited for it. Like, oh, definitely. I played the, the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes. Absolutely awesome. Um, this is like the worst kept secret because we've been talking about it oh, on and off yeah. for like two years now. Um, but that's also really cool. That's coming out, I believe, next year, um, early to mid next year, I believe. Um, hmm. As well, more, more Resident Evil, which was also touched on, I believe, in the Capcom presentation. Um, Resident Evil Village VR, everybody. <laughs> like that, and that's one thing I did notice about the state of play. It was very v- PSVR two focused. Because that is going to be coming out relatively soon, and there hasn't been many games announced for it. So, seeing um, Horizon was also announced for the PSVR two, which is I yeah, think it was a spin off. It was a spin off. Yes, it is a spin off game to Horizon to the Horizon series. That's kind of cool. Like the fact that we are getting more experiences like that. Granted, not the full experience, but still something. But this this one was heavily dominated for me by the announcement of Resident Evil 4 remake and Resident Evil Village um, VR, like that. That was like the big ones for me. But like on top of that, I'm just really interested to see what they're going to do with the PSVR two. If it's going to be more of a focus now, given that we are getting close, because that's what I felt like this is. The PSVR 2 is getting closer, and this is this was a presentation that highlighted um, some of those games coming out for it. The problem with VR, and this is still the problem that I think that VR is going to always have, not always, but it's going to have for a long time, is the price point is going to turn a lot of people off. Turning, uh, it still does. Like It, yeah, it's, it does, yes. But I think the PSVR compared to other headsets it's still on the cheaper side of things, so if you still want to get it, I mean, it's still a, a good option. That, that that is true, but again, price points don't help. Yeah, I think the big one here, and this is where I think that you, you completely skimmed over it. You did say the PS Two uh, VR, and I think that's definitely there. But of course, Final Fantasy uh, dominated the last chunk of that. Um, that is true. In, oh, uh, how can I Final Fantasy? I I wasn't as hyped for, but my God, Twitter was. Um, obviously, Final Fantasy, I believe, 16 um, yes. got a trailer. Yes. And I was actually kind of interested the more I watched this trailer. It kind of filled every hole that I was waiting for for uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake 2. Um, so I'm maybe tempted to check that out. But I think the, the big thing, this, as you said, Resident Evil 4, biggest one, but one that not enough people are talking about, Straight, the cat game. We have a release date. We have more information regarding it. It looks really, really good. 
does, doesn't it? I, I want I, it's, weird, it's, it's sort of like an underrated, well, it's sort of just kind of flew, flying under the radar, but I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. It actually looks pretty it, cool. It's going to be one of those games where it'll it'll have its good following at, at the start and it'll sort of carry it over throughout the life cycle of that game. Because, like, you get to play as a cat. <laughs> like, what's not to love here? Um, but as well, briefly touching on Capcom, uh, not much to really say, just more Monster Hunter Rise stuff. Monster Hunter Rise getting more support, so that's kind of cool. Um, getting extra expansions. Um, going over what State of Play had already gone through with the Resident Evil um, Village VR and Resident Evil 4 Remake, but as well, um, DLC for Resident Evil Village, focusing on Rose. Um, so that that's going to be interesting. We get to see everything from her perspective. And as well, um, a third-person mode. And as well, to bounce off that, something that was announced just then, like just as we were recording, I double-checked my phone, double-checked Twitter, and IGN put out that uh, it has been announced that Lady Demetresque will be a playable character. In the Mercenaries mode. Yeah, which... Yes! That's that's something I can't wait to be. I can't wait to, as a very short person... It'll be very exciting to be <laughs> nine feet. So that is something I'm looking very, very forward to. If um, God, Resident Evil Village couldn't get thirstier enough. Here we go. Now you get to play as the thirst trap. <laughs> that's a that's a you know what? It feels someone's um wants. It definitely feels someone's. But oh yeah, you know and, what? And, and you know what? Street Fighter Six. Yeah, that's a thing. And now we're talking about expert uh, expert. Xbox Xbox versus, <laughs> close enough. Xbox versus PlayStation. Who do we think is currently, you know, winning? If you can really choose a winner. Well, it's 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 an early time to tell, but I do actually want to share some experience about the early day, like the early times of the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Now, at the time, I worked in retail, and it was launch day for both the xbox and the ps5 obviously there were two separate dates but like early on it was almost like every day and every hour we were asked about a ps5 because the hype for it was so real and i think the hype alone has carried it to where people don't want an xbox they want to get a ps5 even though an xbox i think is I do think the Xbox right now in this current generation is the better system with the better service, but just hearing every single day, do you have a PS5? Do you have a PS5? Even on that day, um, I think we had like, I think it was like between 25 and 30 PS5s all gone within an hour. And then throughout the day. Yeah. Like it it was an insane time. And with the Xbox series X and S um, we had maybe 10 people throughout that entire day. I can say that it's still a similar story, but I feel like the love for the PlayStation up until recently has been for its backwards compatibility. Because if people yeah. have been trying to decide between the two, it's that uh, that tasty little uh, ability to play backwards because Xbox discs aren't as frequently published as they used to be. But Bianca, did you have something to say? It's an interesting point, I think, because Game Pass, I think, dominates that in, in just... Mm. If you want backwards compatibility, Game Pass does that fantastically. There are so many games on there that are from uh, the 360 days, from the uh, the days of the the one, the days of the original one. Um, you've got games from other consoles that started, you know, well and truly back in the day that are on Game Pass for a pretty fair amount. Um, and even then, I think game pass sells it just it wins it on its own because of how good it is and like connie you said something earlier that i didn't get to bring up and mention to you but you sounded a lot like a uh, kotaku um particular <laughs> um article that they put out that xbox themselves actually commented on and i think made a very very good point and it was pretty much the um the idea of is the luster of xbox game pass running out are we running out of games to play and they just responded with the simple um, question of, so you're pl- only playing AAA games, are you? The games yeah, on that, there outside of AAA, point. my God, it is hit after hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. I haven't played anything on there that I don't like. Um, and again, Game Pass gives you the ability to really, if you don't like that game, okay, what did you lose? Download another. Yep. Indeed. Um, I will say as well, the PS5, I don't, 
I don't think Sony were anticipating to have to make the additions to uh, PlayStation Plus like they were going to be doing because I think because they launched the console in such a traditional way where it's granted the traditional way is perfectly fine but I think in this generation it was to its detriment but as well the this is why I do love the Xbox Series S you're getting the next the next generation experience but you're if you're not wanting to pay upwards you know of nearly half a thousand dollars for a well even more for the bog standard xbox series x well listen we have another option here it's not as powerful but you know what it's still great it's a it's it's a great machine it's very affordable and on top of that playstation didn't release that that kind of system they released an all digital system but it's the same horsepower at maybe a little bit less but nowhere near the Xbox Series S. And I think that the Xbox Series S has been selling really well because it's such an affordable system. And on top of that, you have the Game Pass lineup to begin with. So it's not like you're starting out with nothing to play. And, and you I can think- actually get a Series S. That, that's probably a big thing yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So yes. Fine <laughs> they stay on shelves. Demand, this is so true. The demand of the PS5, I think, has killed the PS5 in a weird way. Um, whereas I think the lack of demand uh, of the Xbox Series S and X has allowed it to thrive. Um, obviously, Xbox and Microsoft picked up huge companies very recently um, and has started the, like, what I like to call the software wars, um, where, you know, you're just going to have Bethesda and uh, all these other companies just making uh, exclusive stuff. But I think, again, Game Pass. Game Pass wins this so heavily because you look at, what's available on each if you wanted to try halo infinite it's on game pass it released on game pass how i don't think i've ever seen another company um release their flagship game for the system for as cheap as they did and i don't i don't know i don't have the, the, uh, the stats in front of me i don't know how well it's sold but i want to assume that my god sales went up uh last december because i mean Halo Infinite was a big game when it released. So that's, that's, you have to imagine that has something. And I know I keep saying Game Pass, but Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. It is good. It is that it's, good. I, I legitimately think it's going to be the huge difference between Sony and Microsoft when people look back on this particular generation. Um, what was the major factors that turned one side ahead of the other? Um, not that we're anywhere near to even thinking about that because we don't even know sales numbers for any of these consoles. They've been very tight-lipped about it, but Game Pass is going to be one thing that's heavily focused on because, A, it's partially what's selling the Xbox, but also, B, it's so much more affordable than anything PlayStation has to offer. Indeed. Max, did you have something to add? That's kind of summarized it all up pretty well. That ironically, the PS5 thing is too popular for too popular for its own good, and then the Xbox Series S and X, because they're overshadowed by the PS5, they also haven't really found a good footing in the market. So it's kind of funny that they both cancelled each other out, and so they're kind of at a stalemate of doing by doing nothing, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah, literally just vibing along but we're going into our quiz our wonderful wonderful quiz and tonight i'm running this one i'm in the uh the driver's seat for this so get i'm ready. the gamer i'm the one who wins <laughs> oh god i'm tempted to give you a point for that one alone of course if I'll you haven't it. been here for any sort of quiz before how this works is i have a bunch of questions i will ask them if you buzz in first so whoever i hear first this is nbn rules this one um so no. if <laughs> i hear you first you get the chance to answer if not too bad if you get it wrong too bad next person gets to answer now we do have a theme for this quiz so if you can guess it i will give you a point you will guess it very quickly hopefully so we're just going to jump into it with question one what is the ps5 cat game called connor connor uh, stray and if i may i will take a, a punt on the theme is the theme state of play it, okay so one point there because it is yeah. stray and the theme is not state of play oh negative wait, one okay. point surely well, oh. <laughs> you know what I, th- I think the um and you know what, i'm not gonna say this 
Connor doesn't get to get answer the um the theme anymore. But I, 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 yeah, no, that makes sense. That's I'm that you know, I'll take that. I'll still I think get you should the have point. I've, I've, I've got a chance now. Oh, no, well, I, I think, I think everyone will have a shot after it. this one. Ooh. When did Nintendogs plus Cats release? What year? Connor. Connor. Um, I'm going to say 2007. No. Damn. Oh, Damn. wow. Okay. 2012. No. Oh. James, Max, any shots uh, in the dark? I'll get a shot, James, with James. 2014. No. Max? Nice. I'm, I'm going to guess uh, <laughs> 2013. The no, it was oh. 2011 that arrived. Oh, no. Oh, Later than I thought when I was doing the research. And I'm going to yeah. guess a theme. Guess I a was... theme. Guess right, a James theme. Is guessing a theme. Pets. Like no. Pet related Dem. No, it's not Dem. No, no. I, I know what it is. It's cats. It is cats. We have it's a cat. It's cats, guys. Come on. If no, anyone who remembers, the last quiz we had was, sorry to cut you off there, Connor. Um, oh, no, no, go for it. Last quiz we had that I was on was uh, Tom, and he did a dog-themed quiz. Cute. So I decided cat superiority, it's not really a thing, but we're going to no, go it's a thing. So we're going to move on to question three. Name as many, and you get a point for as many as you can name here, name as many cat Pokemon as you can. No. Damn. Okay, no. oh, Damn. Oh. okay, let's go. Sprigatito, Litten, uh, Perugly, Glammeow, uh... Uh, Litleo, that's cat. That's a cat. Solio, <laughs> is it Solio? I'm gonna give it to you. I know what you're on about. Sol yeah, you know Sol Galio. It's close. Solgaleo, yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't play Sun and Moon that much. Um, no, no one did. <sighs> they they've all got like these meow kind of names. Oh, Meowth, uh, and the one that comes after Meowth. I'm not gonna take it without a name. Meowth two. Meowth two. Mewtwo. Oh, was Meowth the sequel? Kind of cat like. <laughs> I'm going to cut you off there because you got one that isn't correct there. Mew oh. is not cat. It is an embryo. It goes Mew. Yes. Well, they made it look embryo. more cat like because it was too <laughs> yeah. ugly though. So we do have Dem with seven points. There. Oh god. Um, oh, oh, do no. I get one per? Yeah, I was yeah, doing one, one per. I thought someone answer. else would jump in. Um, there oh, are no. a bunch of other cats. If anyone wants to jump Meowth in souls? and try. Who? Isn't, isn't it Meowth's the evolution? N no. No? Okay. Connor Max, <laughs> do you remember any cat Pokemon? You're talking to someone that called Lickitung Licktooing, so why do you think that's oh, going to go? No. <laughs> Max, any shots in the dark? There are a couple that, 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 no. that has looked out feline Pokemon. I don't, those are all the ones I kind of know, so I, I, don't, I don't know Pokemon that well. Um, ah. Which is which is an issue because that's that would be very helpful for this quiz. So well, um, Dem is looking pretty strong right now <laughs> yeah, on this one. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? There's another chance to get a couple Gosh. a couple answers, and you know we still can catch up to Dem. I'm pretty sure. Um, so we'll move into the how. Next Tell one. me how. I, I want to know the secrets. <laughs> well, you'll Give me the secrets. Answer, you'll have to answer all the questions that I ask. So question four: Which two characters from the Sonic franchise? Cats. Damn. Oh, Max. Damn. Uh oh. <laughs> there's Blaze, and then there's Blaze is a cat, right? You're pulling a face oh. at me. Oh wait, Connor. And there's Amy. Dem. No, is Amy a hedgehog? Oh, okay. She just okay, looks so like a cat. Dem got one. Connor, can you get the uh, other? Big the cat. Oh. All right. There's a point. Wait, no. Way. Max was after me. Excuse me. What? Oh, oh. was it? Was it Max? Yes, it was supposed to be Max. Well, oh, okay. Then Max can uh, take my points. I will sacrifice my right, points to right, you. Right, right. I, I knew the answer as well. So it's like it. All right. So yeah. Max and Connor on one. Dem on, I believe, nine. Nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Right. And you one just, last. You've got to come in strong, you know. One last question before we jump into the next song, and we give you guys a bit of time to think about how you're going to approach catching this. Um, <laughs> what Vote <color>? dogs. <laughs> What colour is the toad cat costume in Mario Connor. 3D World? Connor. Blue. It is blue. Correct. Alrighty. So with that one, we have gotten through five whole questions. We have someone in a bit of a lead. She won't stop. <laughs> Just go. And we're going to jump back into a quiz that Dem is kind of dominating a little bit. I didn't think this one Meow. could. Hey, hey, you know what? People might be able to catch up a little bit. I don't think anyone can win this anymore, though. <laughs> um, so we're just going to continue from this. Question six. 
What is the cat race in Monster Hunter called? Great question. <laughs> Great question there, Bianca. Really? Um, cats? Like <laughs> I've, it's like, I I've played like maybe an Monster. hour of Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> um the, I Nothing. don't know. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say whiskers. No, they are the Pelicos. Nope, was never going to get that. Oh, wow. I'm surprised by that one. All right. So this is one where I think Connor might have an advantage here just with his uh, love of orange video game oh, no. characters. Um, <laughs> Xbox released a 3D platformer starring a cat armed with a vacuum cleaner. What was his name? Oh, Connor. Yeah, um, Blinks. Connor, Blinks. Yeah, I've never played it, but I've seen the icon on Game Pass. It, from what I know, it was a pretty big game for, on Xbox for what it was. So uh. it's definitely a fun one to run over. But, of course, question eight. You don't run over cats. Yeah. Come on. I, say, I didn't say you run him it. over. You did. You know what, though? We're going to run over into the next question with question eight. At the start of every Animal Crossing, barring New Horizons, you meet a particular blue feline. What is his name? Damn. Damn. He's Bob. Bob the cat. It isn't Bob. It isn't Bob. It isn't Wait. Bob. Bob is a popular cat, but it isn't Bob. No, I don't know. Oh. Uh, Anyone else? Co Connor, I don't know, Connor. but I'm going to say its name is Earl. No. I'm going to give a hint to both James and Max. This cat has a name that is pretty often given to a dog. Come on, I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't played Animal Crossing yet. It's on my agenda. I have not played Animal Crossing yet. Yeah, so I'm, 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 not, nothing, I'm not nothing. Really an Animal Crossing fan. Well, it's, it's, it's Rover. Oh, oh, why do I always think his name is Bob? Bob is a very I call him cat Bob, though. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> you're called Bob now. Yourself. You are Bob. <laughs> he, he is Bob now the Bob. cat. Meow. Well, we're going we're gonna to jump over to the PlayStation here with um, what is the name of the feline superhero in Superman? Uh, in Spider Man, even. Oh, well, that's even worse. Max. Oh, Max. I don't know isn't this. It, oh. Isn't it just? Isn't it just Spider-Man the Cat? Spider-Man the Cat. I don't think no, it's Spider-Man the Cat. No, 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 no. Because in not the cat, not the cat themselves. There is oh. in the first game a superhero who is based on a cat. Damn. Oh, Damn. Are you talking about the black cat? That's the one. They're oh, not no. a superhero, dude. Yeah. They're a villain. Yeah. Well, an anti-hero at least. A super anti-hero. We're going to go super with Super anti-hero. Hey, if you want me to take back that point, I can. No, um, I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to move into our last question. And oh my God, Dem, you've dominated this one a little bit. Yeah, this... um, just a little. It's yeah. a meowster. Pokemon. Well, a meowster piece. You know, I I'm going to give someone three points if they can get this one, just because oh. I'm being generous. It doesn't matter. What it's still is the yeah, well, just watch Dem take it anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for it. What is the feline race called in the Elder Scrolls? Connor. Dem. Connor. Uh, Khajiit. It is the Khajiit. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't change who wins this one. Dem has, <laughs> Dem has taken this one and well and truly run away with it. Dem, Man. I... I I think this might be the biggest win we've ever had on Player One's quiz. It's definitely up there. Well, so if getting game... seven points in one round is probably... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Pokemon just really killed it. Well, Don't blame the player, should've... blame the game. Yeah, the game, no. I'm <laughs> doing the game. <laughs> Dem, Dem, you know, okay, we're going to do a quick little interview question with you. How do you feel having gotten, I believe, 11 points? 11 points. Well, I'm feeling on top of the world because next week is our 11th episode as well which is going to be exciting to be a part of. So come join us then for my quiz in an absolute comeback after no quizzes from Dem this season, I don't believe. I don't think I've given a quiz this season, which is sad because my quiz is a legendary, remember, guys? Do you remember the egg? Oh, party? yeah. Sadly. Do you remember it? I yeah, remember it. Always. Well, of course you remember it. You made it. I hope you'd remember it. Well, you could you well, could argue that things are starting to shift with them coming back in to the main stage with the quiz. And now, sadly, it's the end of the show. So, you know, that, that's it. It's the end, people. Um, as always, you can find us on social media, Player One Sin on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're on YouTube and also all of our previous shows and extras are up on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, basically everywhere. 
you know, we're there. Uh, and in addition to that, there's extra stuff with interviews of Twitch streamers, added podcast content. So really just check that out, people. Good. Um, any final words of wisdom, people? Right. As always, I just want to remind people that Player One and Sin as a whole are always recruiting new people to join not only Player One, but every other show under the Sin banner. If you want to get involved, check out the Sin website and look for our recruitment tab. You could join any of the shows on this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful platform. Of course, Player One, if you want to come and dominate the quiz and maybe get nine points in one question, go ahead. If you want to go ahead and talk about literally anything, there's a show for it. So come check us out. Come chat to us. I promise, I promise Connor doesn't talk about Bubsy all the time. Most of the time, but not all. Indeed. This has been a fantastic episode, guys, and I'm super chuffed to have gotten such a cat-like quiz to go out on for this episode. Uh, But have a wonderful night on me, guys. Connor? Uh, Yeah. Well, listen, if you think I don't talk about Bubsy all the time, you're wrong. Bubsy is. Bubsy controls me. Bubsy will never leave my brain for as long as I live. Disturbing. Good night, everybody. James, do you want to say something? I don't know. Do I? It's a very good question. It's your chance to uh, plug anything or say something interesting. Play Splatoon! (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Play a one on sin. See you next week.